Hello and welcome to True's Days with Noah and Gav, brought to you by the TV Arc and the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. My name is Gav. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, and we're back! Back again. Back again with uh, what I'm going to go ahead and call the uh, the most amazing feat in amateur podcasting you've ever seen. It yes. is currently 10.22 p.m. on Tuesday. It's on still Tuesday. Now, the the amazing feat of amateur podcasting is going to be to record this and then for me to get it edited and up and live before midnight. Can I do it? I have all the faith in the world. In you. Okay, so we have two episodes, not one, but two episodes to cover in the next 30-ish minutes. Yeah, we can okay? do it. We can do it. So, right out of the gate overall thoughts on the premiere evening of true detective season three we've been waiting with bated breath what'd you think did it deliver fucking killed it perfect 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 to me. i love it I, okay first episode loving the vibe fucking in dude okay. satanic panic missing kids 80s the 90s, 90s 2015 yeah <laughs> pre-trump oh god yes kinda yeah yeah I loved it. <laughs> I? Uh, a simpler time, I, some might say. <laughs> yes, a, but a darker time yeah. as well. Uh, I could not agree with you more. I, I'm i totally on board. This, okay, we'll say from the top, we're probably going to jump episode to episode. We're, just, we're talking about the first two. If you haven't watched them, we apologize in advance if we spoil stuff, if you decided to save one for yourself. Yeah. But I chose to treat this as the latest two-hour sort of movie from Jeremy Saltonier. Me too. I just, I did take a brief break in between, but I watched them basically back-to-back last night, and I have since rewatched the first one and about three-fourths of the second one. So, uh, where where do you want to start? I guess we should start with our our lead detective, maybe. Yeah, that will work. Right out of the gate, I, I'm blown away by Me, the performance. Oh my god! Dude, uh, such performance an says, turn. if you will. Oh god! Um, yeah, he's. Ba- I mean, three distinctly different versions of the same person, mm-hmm. with these little subtle shades of like the, the old age makeup is totally working for him. Mm-hmm. But and just like he alters the voice a little bit. He's got a little bit of a different vibe in the 90s interrogation scenes mm-hmm. uh, or deposition. Excuse me, not interrogation, deposition. Uh, and then his, you know, his, where we're introduced to him essentially back in the 80s, even though we do start in 2015, which I wonder if there's any relevance to it not being present day for us. Yeah. But we'll see. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't. I'm, you'd have to probably look. I'm, I imagine that there was probably, I don't was making a murder 2015. Was there? There's probably some big like true crime event thing that happened well, 
in 2015, uh, under, other than just like the rise of it being a, the popular thing on podcasts well, and TV. And right off the bat, I love that that seems to be a huge element yes. of it because the first season happened at a time when like the whole, the, the true crime thing was kind of burgeoning, I feel like. Like mm-hmm. True Detective, you can't necessarily say like kicked it off, but it was definitely, it was in the, the same headspace and then you're, you're making murders, you're serial, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, all kind of coalesced all at once, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, so it. I hope we get kind of some commentary on how, you know, just how you tell one of these stories, given that we have so many of them at this point. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're dealing with fiction, how much do you bring in, you know, real-life cases, which we've got a couple at play, a couple that are referenced directly, and some that are extremely obvious, uh, yeah. People have been talking about West Memphis three, Franklin. nonstop. Uh, I kind of want to like rewatch all of those docs. Definitely listen to any podcast you can about them. Uh, I definitely had shades of uh, West Mem- West Memphis three, um, Johnny Gosh, Franklin Credit Union scandal, mm-hmm. um, just a bunch of, and it is so it's crazy because I was telling somebody the other day I was like it's not you know cult voodoo men or like you know crazy backwoods you know yellow king from the first season but it's still that shadowy like there's an element of like a ring and if you listen to anything about the johnny gosh case they do make mention that it probably was a ring of people who had you're going to take your car you're going to go out and pick somebody up you're going to bring them to us we're going to move them to this place and it was like a coordinated effort didn't matter who it was it was just a coordinated effort but one of the things i do love spoiler alert is we we find out that there's something that happens in 1990, 10 years after the original case, mm-hmm. that links one of the missing kids. And I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to find out what that is. Absolutely. You I'm know? so intrigued about where the 90s segment is going to go. And we, by the time we get to episode two, do get out of that room, out of that deposition. Mm-hmm. So we know that, okay, we are going to explore more beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very intrigued because we know the case is reopened mm-hmm. at that point. They make mention that you caught the case back in 1980 and you worked it again when it was reopened in 1990. And your wife wrote a book about it. Yes. Which I thought was awesome. We have mention of a singular man, I think very important, uh, that was convicted. And they're trying to get that conviction overturned. A lot of debate as to who that man might be. Yeah. Uh, that would seem to imply that we're not doing... West Memphis Three, with the wrongly convicted mm-hmm. uh, three teenagers. Yeah. So, uh, at the same time, we know there's a lot of fallout from this crime, which uh, you've seen from the trailers. You watched the episode. We're I feel like we don't need to go straight up no, recap. No. So we're kind of talking around everything, but just going into the show itself for a second, I did love that that sequence. Of everybody actually showing us them. like the moments before they're just dis- the last time they're seen, everybody that they encounter, and you know you've got the ominous teens, but you've also got like you know what do we not see? And which if you what, if, if you think yeah. about it, it's a first. We exactly, don't see any of the victims you, in the other two seasons before they're dead. You think you see Ben Casper alive, but he's already dead. Exactly, and the same thing yeah. with uh, you're playing in that territory again at the yeah. opening of season two. Which, yes, this firmly seems like we want to stick to season one vibes. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be mad if some season two creeps in there. Maybe towards the back half of the season. Who knows? 
And already, I'm sure a lot of people are really hoping it's going to go this direction. And I feel like, you know, American Horror Story, they said for a long time, like, no, it's not connected. It's not connected. It's not connected. And then all of a sudden it was. And they Mm -hmm. started, like, they were like, no, this is a thing now. We're going to, like, build them all together. And because you're getting so many echoes of season one, like, and they mention the crooked spiral yeah. in episode two, spoiler alert, you've watched it. Please have watched the episode by now. Yes. And we're really late to our coverage. Every, every other podcast has gone by now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been keeping tabs. But I, I, don't, I haven't listened to any because I don't want them to influence what I want to say. Well, I, I, I'll go ahead and admit that I listened to a few in part because I wanted to, hey, let's let's do a different vibe. Like if somebody's going with a very strict structure, mm-hmm. let's 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 stick with what we've established on Tuesdays, which is kind of a rambling journey through whatever you just mm-hmm. watched. Uh, we're gonna try to, but now that we're not doing the entire truth season, of the universe, yes. that's what we're doing. And I think going forward, you know, episode by episode in the coming weeks, we can go more hardcore we're also on a time crunch again because yeah. of the late record today. as the but. story narrows its focus we will narrow our focus as well because exactly. i do love the way that it blended all three of those timelines i felt like i was in each one of them enough to get a feel for where at least wayne was at the entire time and one of the things i want to say up top was uh it's particularly at the end the last shot of season or episode two was the way that he moves around physically as an old man, I thought was brilliant. That was the main, that was the first thing I noticed. Like mm-hmm. his walk, his gape, his gait, excuse me, everything he like does. I don't know why. I didn't mean to say gape. I don't know why I said that. It's Freudian slip. Anyway, the way he handles himself in the universe, the way he walks around and moves, you're, I, I feel like he is that old. Not to mention the makeup, which you did just mentioned a minute ago but and, like and we got teased if you watch the the next time on yes. we're gonna get old man steven dorf let's talk about steven i want to see mid 90s steven dorf though i mean yeah i do too yeah who doesn't but is he smoking a blue e-cig like in 2015 nope did he quit the smokes i don't know <laughs> okay uh anyways i like the look though we saw like a brief glimpse of glimpse of him in the trailer, yeah, and I'm interested to just see everybody in the in the different timelines. Yeah, and who pops up? See, because you keep seeing in the trailers, there's there's a group of them around. It looks like some something like somebody either gets shot or something goes off or whatever, and he kind of like motions, and I'm like, oh, don't tell me he gets killed. But when they're like, oh, he's done well for himself, and like you see the flash, I'm like, okay, good, he's gonna yeah. make. Because I, I I like the idea. I like him. the bits that we do know thus far. But yeah. a lot, you know, there's a lot of mystery still mm-hmm. with the timeline. And it doesn't, at this point, feel like they're fucking with us. No. You know what I mean? But you it said It feels up that they remarkably could. kind of straightforward. I like the transitions between the time frames. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the opening images are from 1980. Yeah. But we're led to believe it's him recalling it because we immediately cut to him in 2015 mm-hmm. or what we will come to learn is 2015 with the recorder etc and then we very quickly flash to the 1990 deposition yeah okay so but a brilliant conceit to be able to pull yourself out of that at any time like yeah. you could totally have i just we didn't go into it much but i just wanted to say i think Stephen dorf also killing it oh I look dude forward totally to a lot more for me he like totally slipped into this accent yeah. and just like has a unique vibe you you get shades of marty but we haven't quite gone there yet. I feel like he's established it as a, what? 
the gloves. Oh, the gloves? That's the one thing I've noticed. Oh, yeah, all the evil the people, all the people who are like, that. do that like evil cop thing of like, I'm going to have to do some stuff I may not, I kind of like, but I'm not necessarily proud of. And Velcoro. And Velcoro. All of them have that, that those gloves, those dude. Gloves, man. That's all, and they're the same. They look the, the exact same. It's like standard police issue gloves or something. I don't know. But like that it. scene. I like it. I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah. We got to talk about what was the high, what sealed the deal for me, basically, in episode one. Which here in the background is guest star for uh, basically the entire season of Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, Fife Dog is, is in the house using his litter box as we speak. Sorry for the rustling. Good job, Fife. Okay. <laughs> um, where, where was I? That totally distracted me. You, uh, what you saw was Stephen Dorff. Excuse something. me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to jump to end of episode one. This is what sealed the deal for me. When he's like, I got to keep looking for her. They're like, it's too dark. He's like, I don't care. Or it doesn't matter. I forget exactly what he says. Yeah. And then the last image of him going out into the darkness with the light. The echo of the end of season one. And it's just like, yeah, we're back to what seemed like that was going to be the over. It seemed like that was setting the template, basically. For Mm -hmm. like, this is what ultimately... The show is about the light, the, the light dark. versus the dark. Yeah, and season two seems like it kind of got lost in what side it fell on. We said ultimately, it doesn't matter. Well, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. what you said, but uh, definitely more the dark is winning as of season two. Yeah, so I liked from the start establishing him, and we haven't even gotten into all the nom stuff, man. Dude, I've mm, perfect reconnaissance patrol LARP. Yeah. Just, it's in him out of the jungle. He'd come out with scalps. Just, he's the kind of guy you send out the jungle. Two him. weeks later, he appears with scalps. Like, exactly, yes. man. A badass, but like, he's different enough from Rust to me. This does not feel like it's on autopilot of just like, we're gonna, we're gonna go this direction with it. He feels unique to this story, the time period. And then there's the whole backstory. I don't know if you've heard much about it or how much you've read up on the show. Not a clue. It was originally two white cops again. Yeah. A la season one. You'd be getting a lot more comparisons. Fife, chill out, man. Yeah. But Mahershala Ali, like, wanted the role, basically, and went after him for it. And so, subsequently, the story changed a little bit. And you can already see it, like, integrated with the Carmen Jogo character and the way they... the dialogue between them when they first meet, when he asks her the, how it the, is. The dialogue overall, yeah, so far, feels so much more restrained. It doesn't have the the overwritten... Uh, style. Jesus Christ, Five. It does not have the overwritten style that some complained about in 2. There was maybe only one line of dialogue that maybe we don't need to repeat here. Oh, uh, dude. That stretched into that territory that comes in episode two. My, that's my, that uh, was my scene, man. When he of says, "Of course, you, that was your you scene." Like, you like, it was tie- the first thing you said when we sat down on yeah. mic. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep it in. No, that's but no, yeah. I mean, we, that was just my test. Yes, um, that was your mic test. Yeah. for this episode. No, but the scene where he, he's like, "You like this? You get some kind of thrill out of like tying up white people." When he's like, "Yeah, I do," and Stephen Tor's <laughs> like, "What? You what? do?" <laughs> and then he, yeah. you know, because it, it's the classic like, "There's the guy that you think that's got the record." We're gonna go after me change his name obviously not him i'm yep. wondering if the i know what you did has something to do with that guy in the trunk or if it's something else you know i'm assuming it's something else yeah 
uh, we shall see. I just, I can't, I, I'm not going to say it, but just, you talk shit about us. I have monstrous fuck you to death in prison. <laughs> it's like, you'll bleed BBCs. It's like, <laughs> what? It's Stephen Dorsch's. That was a very, like, what do you say? Something like, like very descriptive description. description of prison, prison. rape. Yeah. Still, it's going to haunt me. <laughs> it's yeah. just back and forth. Because you, you can't tell if he's like, yeah, man, that's kind of fucked up what you did. Or like, if he's like, I'm just fucking with you. I, I could care less. We were both a nom. Like, this is nothing to us. You know, we, <laughs> you think this is bad. I like, have we're... murdered probably upwards of 20 to 30 people. Yeah. Pro- probably way more. Yeah, because when, when you meet them, they're like, what can we do? We find somebody to beat up? Like, yeah, they do. They, that's exactly what they're looking. They're shooting at rats. Yeah, no. And, and I, I love what I think has been firmly established that his, his memory issues aside for the time being, they established from the get-go a lot of what we saw in season one where it's like, I'm telling these people one thing in my deposition hearing. Like, oh yeah, we're out chasing down leads, uh, something about thefts, et cetera, et cetera. Cut to them like in a Just junkyard shooting, shooting yep. at squirrels and shit. Uh, that whole thing with the fox, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know Jeremy he's coming. Jeremy I, I, like, this may be blasphemy to say, like, right out of the gate, and we'll see how the visual palette is continued over the rest of the series that he did not direct. But uh, they've got some some ringers coming in for the back half of the season. So okay. we'll talk about those when we get to them. But uh, I venture to say... It's the best this show has looked thus far. Yeah. I'm ta- get- I'm including season one in that, and that might be a little blasphemous because Fukunaga, like, there's some amazing imagery in there. Yeah, I, I mean, but I'll put it up against I, I love season one. the look of this uh, right off the bat. Opening credit sequence. What'd you think? Awesome visuals. How are you feeling about the song? Uh, I might have to listen to it again. A couple more a couple times. A couple more times to get yeah. into it. Same here. Yeah, you'll hear it on the front and back end of this episode uh and then maybe we'll play around with different music for the rest of the season we'll see Mm -hmm. yeah especially like i don't want i can't trying to remember if there's a lot of in in were like diegetic music well at closing credits there was the uh the (laughs) come on it was uh just dropped in to see what condition my condition i love that yes i love that cover that was good that was a good closer much better than the the season two episode one closing song it's just not a great vibe uh yeah closing out of that but yeah the because any any episode one that this season has or this series has rather going forward you're ending with the note of you guys better start asking the right fucking questions and cut to you know black angels just Mm -hmm. like ripping into it which is one of the most amazing TV watching moments I've ever had in my entire life. Where I was just like, I cannot wait to devour the rest of this show. We have to do that um, at some point on this show. Like, best moments in TV. But sure. Top 10 TV moments. Yeah. That's very broad. But we could do it. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, endings, cliffhangers, whatever. But that'd be fun. We, we could throw that in at some point. Yeah. But let's focus on this series yeah. for the time being. You know who we haven't mentioned at all yet? Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> What'd you think of Scoot? Mr. I mean, Purcell. Tom Purcell. There father is not... of the two missing children initially. Spoiler alert. We find out that the eldest boy, Will, is in fact dead. And uh, His sister, though, 
we find her fingerprint at a in crime scene in 1990. Yes. That's kind of like Frank says he's talking to Johnny on the radio in, in the, the future. future. We find her fingerprint at a crime scene at a in the 90s. At Walgreens. In the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, that instantly just like, what? He's just, he's back in it. And I think. It plays on the well. It plays on the fact that like he's vested in it again, and you wonder how much of it. Like you, I feel like a lot of it with that is his own interest because he just it's that one thing he couldn't figure out. But it's also that like this is his wife's first book, and as she's about to go to publishing, they're finding out. Wait a minute, this girl is not dead. They don't. Right. And it, he says it's a it's it's as much about us as it is the case. Mm-hmm. But he talks about I never read it all the way through. I never finished it. And it's like, well, kind of a shitty husband, man. When you read your wife's work, like, come on, you got to be supportive. But well, I get it because, like, he's not a man. He didn't sit around and read. He's a man of action. You just said it. He's out there, you know, I'm interested in to see how much bad dad stuff we get. Because well, there's a lot of it in season one. There's a shit ton of it in season two. Yeah. Um, but he seems to have a really good relationship with his son mm-hmm. in the present timeline. Now we don't know what's up with the daughter. She yeah, the is also missing as far as we know. She's out in LA. Yeah, Do but maybe they're just telling him that. Maybe, dude. yeah. We That's the beautiful know. thing about all this because he can't remember you as an audience member have to trust what is being given to you as you know the truth until you find out otherwise. Because, you know, the, you do have I did, I did like that in the season I think it's season two you do get a flash of him and his kids mm-hmm. and it's neat to look at him going through the original case as a single man and like how he moves through that world having survived Nam working in Arkansas whatever and then reflecting on it and thinking about it as an adult with kids like mm-hmm. a grown up more grown up but with children now and thinking back to the original case. In the mindset of like, well, okay, now I have kids. Is there something I missed? You know, obviously she's still alive. So like, what the hell's going on with that? And then being so far removed from it in 2015 to have to like leave himself messages about things. You know, you got the, which I mean, one of the, one of the most gripping right at the gate when he says, remember it's in the drawer if you need it. It's like, it's not to protect himself. That's in case he just like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't yeah. want to not, I don't remember Fuck it, I'm I'm done. Yeah, you know, and that to me, I was like, all right, we're starting off pretty heavy. I can, I'm, yeah, I'm the in. Stakes are pretty high. Yeah, uh, we got kids at stake. We got a character who we're immediately invested in, like just out of the gate. Now, if there's a reveal, I mean, obviously he's got a bit of a dark side. Mm-hmm. But if there's a reveal that that extends to his family, uh, and or uh, Amelia, his eventual wife we don't know when they're going to get together presumably yeah. it happens like episode in three. the 80s time. <laughs> in, in episode three. Yeah. i mean okay it's getting there call calling it this far out uh what do you think the episode four big bang the big deal is going to be because we know there's one coming what kind of sequence are you thinking whatever are you thinking that's the moment in the trailer where things pop off it's either the, the moment uh, in the trailer that pops off or it's why the house is burnt down at the end of episode two. One of the two. It's got to be interesting. Okay, because I didn't. I didn't. Theories th- on who done it? Who done the crime? Who done the crime? <laughs> yeah. Father. Scoot. 
that we do not know that we much, would very much like to know. Sorry, I had to finish it. That's from uh, Portlandia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Who it, done it? Who done the crime? <laughs> that we do not know that we would very much like to know. <laughs> I think it's Scoot, man. I think it's him. You think it's Scoot? I think it is. Think I think Scoot's the guilty party. I think whatever happened, they pinned it on him. And then I mean, something happened with you, the father in ninety. A, you cast a scoot, you know, you're you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna be a big factor. Mm-hmm. We do know that. I mean, you talk about all the reserved darkness that guy has. <laughs> Obviously he didn't go to Nam. He's too young for that. Or he maybe Yeah, he, I guess so. You know, I so don't know that that comes up in conversation, but I would assume so. I would assume he didn't. So he's living in a town where he didn't go to Nam. A lot of guys that were co- that are cops that are in charge around here did go to Nam. Your wife is off basically doing her own thing, probably with dudes who went to Nam. So, and so <laughs> you're, you're assuming, okay, you're assuming uh, cousin, what's his, what is it? Cousin Dennis? What was his name? I, the cousin. The cousin. Creepy cousin. He has something to do with it. You think he has something to do with it, but he's not a straight up red herring? I don't think he's. What's up with that people? I mean, obviously he did it to spy on his cousin, <laughs> you know, because she was sleeping in the bedroom. He was sleeping in the, in the son's room. And the kid was well, on the couch. That I was, I was to understand that was the daughter's room. Oh, sorry, yeah. And that that's what was creepy about it. For whatever reason, whoever the he was staying in in the kid, it the man, like the, the daughter's like mirror, like yeah. Regardless, I, think, I don't know whether okay. if it whether it was his own cousin or or his niece. There's a peephole in the boy's closet shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be bottom there. line. Should you not know? be there. No peepholes. It's not okay. I mean, no peepholes in anything. It was very disturbing. No peepholes in the glory holes. What'd you, make of, those, what'd you make of those dolls? Creepy brother? as hell. Agreed. Which is really weird because when, right dude, after that... Okay, I, when, the, when the kid who gives them the tip about the dolls and is like, hey, these things were... They were handing them out on Halloween. Somebody was handing them out. And I saw little girl, Julie, talking to two ghosts. Two adults dressed as ghosts. Literally, just that kid delivering that creepy bone chilling dude i don't yeah. even need to see that scene no i don't want to see that no scene. don't don't show me that scene. and that's and to me that's even more shades of satanic panic because in the 80s is when all the reports of there's razor blades and in, in candy apples we got and the like black sabbath yeah, shirt all that. and it's like episode one spoiler uh, that that wasn't true none of that actually happened it was all media drum up anybody that was ever hurt on halloween it was by a family member so don't believe the hype yeah. anyway <laughs> don't believe don't, the hype <laughs> yeah go ahead yeah, no, but it's, you know, it, that alone, and I was going to say, it, I, I kind of got creeped out because you see the dolls, and immediately last night after I finished episode two again, I watched War for the Planet of the Apes, and knowing that the doll is what brings about the illness, I kind of like had a weird dream last night about both of those being like bringers of evil kind of deal. It was really creepy, and I don't remember you most of it. Harrison connection. Oh, yeah. And it will truly be. The planet of apes. The apes. <laughs> of the apes. Yeah. I don't think he works, um, works in the full title. No. But uh, but no, okay. I, I, I'm wondering... And, it, and I will truly be the true, true detective. detective. <laughs> yes. I mean, the only thing I wish I would have gotten is I wish whenever she said, are you familiar with um, the Franklin investigation? He was like, this is what people do now? They're on the internet talking about it? Like, he's like, wait a minute. People sit around and talk about these old things like they're something. It's like he's amazed that it's a thing. And she's like, let me explain to you what a podcast yeah. is. And then the show stops dead for two minutes while she tries to explain it to him. Yeah. 
because he's like, she said she'd show me something. It's like, I'm pretty sure she's just going to show him something on the email. On he the does internet. that same blank expression yeah. that they both give when she's like, yeah, I'm interested in uh, marginalized people, people inside of uh, racially discriminatory structures or whatever the fuck she says. Yeah. yeah I love the just like, all right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you, you think like, because you mean you have that, you know, with, I think season one is what does it mean to be a man? And, you know all that season two, you could argue what's it mean to be a woman in a land full of men on some levels. And then season three, you could argue it could very well go down the territory of what does it mean to be a marginalized minority in a systemic, like, you know, whatever. I like the, the level of subtlety they're bringing to that, the way it's been integrated thus far. Beautiful conversation. uh, The first time they really meet at the school Mm -hmm. uh, between him and Amelia, just like, that's the stuff where I'm like, did David Milch help you with that? Because mm-hmm. his name's not on this, but like, I don't mean to talk shit, but I'm almost like that. That level of subtlety is almost beyond you, <laughs> just a tad bit. But it's I'm so, impressed it works. though. I'm impressed because I think he he again he got to take his time, and I don't know when. I don't know like was the script entirely finished, and then Marshall Ali is like, I want to play this role, and then things change from there. Or if it was like, I'm going to write a spec, put this out, say this is the rough premise, that these are the players we're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I like to picture but, that yeah. before the Oscars, he was on the phone with them, kind of like Jerry Maguire style, like, I'm going to do it, Jerry. <laughs> and then when he won the Oscar, he was like, so, season three, right? That's mine? Okay. Yeah. All right. Do some rewrites. Call me in a week. You know? I just yeah. we're, You're not pairing me with... With three other characters and subplots, nope. That we gotta follow. Oh, you got a third detective I'm, in here. I'm nope. the focus. Just me, and uh, I'm. You, you know don't what? have some weird gangster on the side doing yeah. stuff with Russians. Nope. I just want to make sure, Nick, before I sign on to this, yeah, that that is not the direction of season three. By the way, um, you see the like, e-cigarette going hard on the Russian angle. All right, we're expanding into Arkansas. Everything is connected to season two. I'm gonna make it all make sense. I'm doubling down. <laughs> That's what he come. Yeah. What if that's what he came back to HBO? <laughs> and they were like, I don't know. And what then, if what if this season three is just a build up to get to that season four? <laughs> yes, it all makes it's sense. all a big mind game. It is, and he's going to connect all of them by season four, which yeah. I think is how American Horror Story did it. I think so. I think Freak Show was where they started to bridge the. I just like that any kind of stuff they went over, there were no. Uh, when he picked up all the stuff, he wasn't looking at the signatures on all the documents. <laughs> But um, I I like to think because that those like documents, signatures, signatures all over them. Yeah, but I like to think that he was like, yeah, should just uh, okay. called that sh- the show that. Yeah, really. I like to Sorry think that to he had a um, that he basically once he that's the first call he made when he won the Oscar was like, all right, so I'm doing season three, and uh, you seen them uh, blue e sig ads, Stephen Dorff. I want him to be my partner, okay, and then I want Carmen Jojo to be my my lady, and uh. For the weird, creepy dad, or the dad who we don't know anything, I want I want my boy Scooby Doo. <laughs> you know, he got he got the lead role, he got the lead villain role in Sleepless. I'm not upset about it, but uh, you know, I went out for it, but oh well. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, but bring him in for this. Yeah, that's I, I, don't I think, think that's, that's exactly it. how it went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hey man, that wait. little that little statue gets you a lot of clout that town. Yeah, I cannot wait for more. I'm gonna throw out my my big theory. I think Play it's going to break the rule. I don't think we've seen Who Done It on screen yet. 
don't think we've seen the person or the individuals. But yeah. I do think we've seen their vehicle. Yeah. What'd you think about that Mustang, man? Oh. Had my eyes on that Mustang. Two prominent shots of it. One when the kids are leaving. Okay. When they are like, hey, we want to go ride our bikes to the park. Before that whole sequence starts. That Mustang is parked on the other side of the street from their house. Maybe two houses down. It's parked in almost the exact same spot he's parked in episode two at the very end. Almost. It's on the other side, different side of the street, but it's about that far away from it. You're yes. right. Okay. And then we see it again, also very prominently, when he pulls back in later that evening, mm-hmm. and the sun has gone down, and he does not see bikes in the garage. And he even, like, looks out on the street again, makes note of it again, looks like he's going to approach the car, and then decides to go in the house. And so does not mention it once. One of two things. Yes, it has not come up as a piece of evidence at all, which leads me to believe one of two things. Either... In a haze, he and in just processing all of what's going on, he hasn't thought about it again, and he's going to. Or he knew who was in that Mustang, and it has something to do with something that he did not want the police to find out about, something that he's trying to keep quiet. I don't know, but I think follow the Mustang, mm-hmm. you find the killer. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely that's, agree. That's that's where I'm going so far. So I, I actually do not think we've seen the person directly responsible on screen. Uh, maybe parties involved? Possibly. I, I don't know. But uh, I, mean, I am I, wondering, you know, if all the satanic panic and, you know, possibly supernatural, oh, crafty and stuff that that's referenced. perfectly tracks, man. What? Okay, so there was a case... Of the boys and on the tracks, okay, they have it has something to do with these boys that got that were killed on a railroad track. But one of the things, one of the angles they think of was this was during the eighties, and that it was kind of around the same Barry, um, Barry, what the hell is his last name? I don't know, man. Barry C. Barry Seal. It's around that same time. So they think that one of the reasons why they might have got murdered is they might have seen a small aircraft dropping cocaine and local law enforcement in there. So it's interesting if you play that angle of Scoot McNary, he has that factory job that he just quit. You know, that was a brutal, one of my, one of my, that was a rough scene. I was like, holy shit, man, like the entire, how do you do that? How do you go back to work? Obviously, you want to go back to work to get it out of your head. They're not going to let you come back. That's where everybody is. And he's just like, fuck all y'all. But what if it is, in fact, that that car had something to do with a drug deal that was prominent around that area. So that ties in yet another true crime case. They've mentioned heroin in the background at like the town hall yeah. section and everything. I, I think it'd be interesting to it's, track at the end of it all the different true, true crime cases that happened that this pulls from. And, and we can definitely we can list them in more the, into in the that stuff. Uh, I encourage people, if you want to engage with us specifically on your wild theorizations and just general thoughts on this season as it goes along, email thearchive at gmail.com. You can also direct message us on Instagram at thearchive network, on Twitter at thearchive, and Gavin handles the Facebook. Maybe you can get some Tuesday-centric stuff going on that side. You yeah. can just search the E on there. Uh, but yeah, we, I, I would love some fan involvement if we've got listeners that are coming along for the journey with us specifically, yeah. like 
Send us your theory. Leave us uh, a first name. We won't put your last name on the air, but theory, first name, we'll shout it out. And if we think it's credible, we'll put you in a pool. And, and if you're if, if you're you not on board, if you're kind of out so far, love to hear from you as well. Because so far, most of what I've read and listened to, all on the positive side. Yeah, everything. Uh, positive to very, very positive. I am mm-hmm. very, very positive. I could not be more excited for the rest of the series, uh, or the rest of the season, rather. And uh, yeah, we got, we got six more. So here we go. It's going to wrap up right at the end of February. And we're going to be here hopefully every Tuesday. Hopefully not cutting it as close to the wire as this one. But uh, again, forgive us for running short. But I think we got our... This is basically the conversation you and I would have had on the phone if we were just bullshitting about it very quickly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, And again, we'll maybe go a little more scene by scene since future episodes we can just focus on the single hour and not both of them yeah no, so, uh, like i said once we get and i'm more sure focused. we'll reference back to episodes one and two oh, constantly yeah. uh but i think we hit the main things we wanted to get to for right now so uh hope you're along for the journey uh this has been tuesdays with noah and gav i've been noah and uh, i mean i've been gav and uh we've been the blanchard brothers thanks for listening gumshoes uh, yeah, I, I think, think we're, we're still doing this. Yeah, I didn't do the whole Hello Gumshoes thing. Remind me next week. Yeah. So, for now, goodbye, Gumshoes, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week on Tuesday. Well, I grabbed up my suitcase, took out down. When I got there, you were laying on the cooling bus.